Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. This is the Muslim Experience Podcast, and I'm your host, Farooq. We will continue our journey through the Quran. Today we will talk about Surah Az Zumar, Surah Ghafir, and Surah Fasilat, inshallah. So let's start with Surah Az Zumar. So Zumar means throngs of people, like large amounts of people, all coming together. And it contains a verse within it that mentions about how the people from heaven and hell are gathered and entering in Zumar, which is throngs of people. And there's reports that Prophet ﷺ used to pray this regularly. And the main context of this surah is reminding us that religion belongs to Allah. It is Allah that we worship and He alone we worship, and to Him is our return. And of course, those who do so, those who worship Allah, are praised. And those who don't worship Allah are criticized. And there is a verse within this surah that is the most single, optimistic, positive verse from the entire Qur'an. And we will make mention of that, inshallah. So let's look at how it starts. Verse number three. Unquestionably, for Allah is a pure religion. And those who take protectors besides him say, We only worship them that they may bring us nearer to Allah in position. Indeed, Allah will judge between them concerning that over which they differ. Indeed, Allah does not guide he who is a liar and confirmed disbeliever. There's also mention in this surah about when a person is in distress or needs some relief or solution of his problems or her problems. There's mention in verse number 8. And when adversity touches man, he calls upon his Lord, turning to him alone. Then when he bestows on him a favour from himself, he forgets him whom he called upon before, and he attributes to Allah equals to mislead people from his way. Say, enjoy your disbelief for a little. Indeed, you are the companions of the fire. When they fall into some sort of hardship, they turn to Allah. But then, when Allah blesses them and helps them, they forget about Allah. This is the kind of mindset we have to avoid. We have to be grateful in all conditions. We have to ask from Allah in all conditions. And there's another verse that contrasts this verse number 8, and that other verse is number 49, and it reads, And when adversity touches man, he calls upon us, then when we bestow on him a favour from us, he says, I've only been given it because of my knowledge. Rather, it is a trial, but most of them do not know. Someone goes through a hardship and they call upon Allah and their help comes and then they quickly turn to say that it was because of their knowledge they were able to help themselves. Again, a wrong mindset. We must have full faith that whatever calamity befalls us when we turn to Allah, it is Him who helps us through it and it is Allah who we depend on. We need Allah. He does not need us. 
So who is the most intelligent person? We refer to verse number 9. Is one who is devoutly obedient during periods of the night, prostrating and standing in prayer, fearing the hereafter and hoping for the mercy of his Lord, like one who does not say, or those who know equal to those who do not know, only they will remember, who are people of understanding. So the difference between a person who is intelligent in a specific topic that may have something to do with this world, but if they aren't intelligent enough to know that they're going to be leaving this world one day, and the hereafter, and what's going to be happen when we leave this world, etc., then they're not really intelligent. So it is those who stand to pray at night, who pray their five daily prayers, and turn to Allah. It is those who are the intelligent. And what about for those who chose to worship their Lord? Verse number 20, But those who have feared their Lord, for them are chambers, above them chambers built high, beneath which rivers flow. This is the promise of Allah, and Allah does not fail in his promise. And there is also another comparison between the worshippers of Allah and those who don't believe, verse number 22. So is one whose breast Allah has expanded to accept Islam, and he is upon a light from his Lord, like the one who rejects it? Then woe to those whose hearts are hardened against the remembrance of Allah, those are in manifest error. So there is no comparison. And then we are reminded in verse number 23, Allah has sent down the best statement, a consistent book wherein there is reiteration, the skins shiver therefrom of those who fear their Lord. Then their skins and their hearts relax at the remembrance of Allah. That is the guidance of Allah, by which he guides whom he wills. And one whom Allah leaves astray, for him there is no guide. And then we have those amongst us, may Allah save us from this. When Allah's name is mentioned, the hearts of those who don't believe in him and the hereafter shrink with aversion. And this is mentioned in verse number 45. But when those worshipped other than him are mentioned, immediately they rejoice. So this is something to think about, especially with what your role models are or what you're following, who you are following. If you are happy and if there's something else that gives you joy and peace other than Allah, you're looking in the wrong place. Turn to Allah today and rectify that very big mistake that you're making. And Allah is your, oh, Allah is your guide. Allah will help you through the calamities. Allah will help you through this life. And there is also a reminder about when we sleep in verse number 42. Allah takes the souls at the time of their death and those who do not lie he takes during their sleep. Then he keeps those for which he has decreed death and releases the others for a specified term. Indeed, in that are signs for a people who give thought. So sleep is paired with death and it's classed as a minor death. So... Where is the guarantee that when you sleep tonight, you're going to wake up? Because this verse clearly states that Allah 
keeps those who he decrees and releases those for a specified term. So when you wake up, you are of those chosen ones who are alive for a specified term. And then there's a beautiful reminder in verse number 53 about those who sin and transgress. Say, O oh my servants who have transgressed against themselves by sinning, do not despair in the mercy of Allah. Indeed, Allah forgives all sins. Indeed, it is He who is forgiving the merciful. And then we conclude with the Day of Judgment from verses number 68 onwards. And the horn will be blown. And whoever is in the heavens and whoever is on the earth will fall dead except whom Allah wills. Then it will blow again and at once they will be standing, looking upon. So just imagine this very flat plain where everyone will be gathered. And the earth will shine with the light of its Lord and the record of deeds will be placed and the prophets and the witnesses will be brought and it will be judged between them in truth and they will not be wronged. Okay, let's move on to Surah Ghafir. So it is called Ghafir because it begins with one of the names of Allah, Ghafir al-Dhambi, and this reminds us that Allah is the forgiver of sins. And the main context of this surah is about the believers and the disbelievers and the fact that Allah helps only the believers. So this is also a continuation of the previous surah. This surah starts off so beautifully reminding us of the names of Allah. Hamim. The revelation of the book is from Allah, the exalted in might, the knowing, the forgiver of sin, acceptor of repentance, severe in punishment, owner of the abundance. There is no deity except him, and to him is the destination. So now we go to verse number 7, which talks about the angels who carry the throne of Allah. Those angels who carry the throne of Allah and those around it exalt Allah with the praise of their Lord and believe in Him and ask forgiveness for those who have believed, saying, Our Lord, You have encompassed all things in mercy and knowledge, so forgive those who have repented and followed Your way and protect them from the punishment of hellfire. Subhanallah, how the angels are praying for us our Lord, and admit them to gardens of perpetual residence, which you have promised them, and whoever was righteous among their fathers, their spouses, and their offspring. Indeed, it is you who is exalted in might, the wise, and protect them from the evil consequences of their deeds. And he whom you protect from evil consequences that day, you will have given him mercy, and that is the great attainment. And verse number 14 so invoke Allah, being sincere to him in religion, although the disbelievers dislike it. So again, we're not taking notice of those around us and we are submitting fully to Allah, regardless of what they say. So those who hide things from Allah, thinking they can get away with it, and they don't take Allah as their Lord. Verse number 16 mentions, The day they come forth, nothing concerning them will be concealed from Allah. 
To whom belongs all sovereignty this day? To Allah, the one, the prevailing. So these eyes that Allah has gifted us with, they know everything. So even if they send a signal to the brain about something that they saw, it could be something good, it could be something bad, inappropriate, etc. And how you take in that information and whatever is in your chest, whatever you have concealed, Allah knows it. So no matter what it is, you know, we have to be very, very wary of what we think, of what we see. We try to avoid sin. And in verse number 19, this mentioned, He knows that which deceives the eyes and what the heart conceal. And then we go on to a story in this surah, which is about a secret convert who is in the household of Fir'aun. And this is basically the main part of this surah. And then this man says in verse number 28, And a believing man from the family of Pharaoh who concealed his faith said, Do you kill a man merely because he says, My Lord is Allah, while he has brought to you clear proofs from your Lord? And if he should be lying, then upon him is the consequence of his lie. But if he should be truthful, they will strike you some of what he promises you. Indeed, Allah does not guide who is a transgressor and a liar. And this story is very interesting because it is this person who tried to protect Musa while he was in the household of Pharaoh. And also he was talking to the elite of the Pharaoh's army to try and convince them in a indirect way about Islam so he was giving them the invitation so this is very interesting these verses from 28 to 46 I urge you to read them so what we learn from this is Allah will help a person from means that you won't even expect or imagine like who would have thought a person within Pharaoh's army within Pharaoh's family was a hidden revert, a Muslim. And just think, how could that even happen? And it just goes to show that when you have hope in Allah, all possibilities, all doors, all opportunities are presented to you, some of which don't even make sense to you, but they are there, and they are help from Allah and a mercy from your Lord. And then we end this surah with a clear warning that when the messengers came to them, they thought that the knowledge they had, they could use that to ridicule the messengers. Verse number 83. And when their messengers came to them with clear proofs, they merely rejoiced in what they had of knowledge and they were enveloped by what they used to ridicule. So this is a huge reminder to us that If we are seeking knowledge, if that knowledge that you are obtaining has nothing to do with Islam, has nothing to do with the teachings of the Qur'an or the Sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad you are putting yourself in a very dangerous place of innovation or bid'ah as they call it. We must stay away from these new innovations that are being created Okay, let's move on to the last surah, which is 
Surah Fusilat. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Hamim. This is a revelation from the entirely merciful, the especially merciful. A book whose verses have been detailed, an Arabic Quran for a people who know, as a giver of good tidings and a warner, but most of them turn away, so they do not hear. And Fusilat means that which is perfectly explained. And it's reminding us about the Qur'an that is perfectly explained in its perfect form and it has never been changed. So the context of this last surah is about the Qur'an, the perfection of the Qur'an and those who reject the Qur'an. It is also known that this surah was recited by Prophet Muhammad to a member of the Quraysh who was trying to get him to come out of Islam, to give up Islam. And this is when he recited this surah. And the person from the Quraysh became very agitated and flustered and he knew that this was not something that a human being could write. He knew they had some divinity in it. And then moving forward, there is also mention of the verses 9 to 12 which mentions about how Allah created the creation. Say, do you indeed disbelieve in he who has created the earth in two days and attribute to him equals? That is the Lord of the worlds. And he placed on the earth firmly set mountains over its surface. He blessed it and determined therein its creatures sustenance in four days without distinction for the information of those who ask. And then he directed himself to the heaven while it was smoke and said to it and to the earth, Come into being willingly or by compulsion. They said, We have come willingly. And he completed them as seven heavens within two days and inspired in each heaven its command. And we adorn the nearest heaven with lamps as a protection. That is the determination of the exalted in might, the knowing. And what a beautiful verse for the believers who say our Lord is Allah. And they remained on the right course. The angels will descend upon them saying, Do not fear and do not grieve, but receive good tidings of paradise, which you were promised. So as long as we stay on the path of Allah, the angels will descend upon us knowing that we're going to be okay as well as those who we have left behind as long as they remain on the true path of Allah. And we want to be comforted when we die, when we leave this world. We want to be surrounded by these beautiful angels. Those who invite people to Allah, what better job is there to do that? Verse number 33. And who is better in speech than one who invites to Allah and does righteousness and says, Indeed, I am of the Muslims. SubhanAllah, is such a beautiful task. We're also told about when people try to alter or change or make the Qur'an false, they can never do that. It is protected. It is a miracle of Allah. Verse number 42. Falsehood cannot approach it from before it or from behind it. It is a revelation from a Lord who is wise and praiseworthy. 
nothing is said to you, O Muhammad wasallam, except what was already said to the messengers before you. Indeed, your Lord is a possessor of forgiveness and a possessor of painful penalty. And then verse number 44 is very interesting with regards to the language of the Qur'an. And it reads, And if we had made it a non-Arabic Qur'an, they would have said, Why are its verses not explained in detail in our language? Is it a foreign recitation and an Arab messenger? Say, it is for those who believe a guidance and cure. And those who do not disbelieve in their ears is deafness. And it is upon them blindness. Those are being called from a distant place. And then this surah concludes with verses number 53 and 54. We will show them our signs in the horizons and within themselves until it becomes clear to them that it is the truth. But is it not sufficient concerning your Lord that he is over all things a witness? Unquestionably, they are in doubt about the meeting with their Lord. Unquestionably, he is of all things encompassing. And that is the conclusion of this episode. I hope you enjoyed the summaries of these three surahs. And join us next time as we continue our journey through the Quran. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.